0: I want to talk about that this morning. Are you listening? Get your Bibles open, if you would, to the book of Matthew chapter 13. And I want to read a scripture as you're getting there in Matthew eleven fifteen. And this is all throughout the New Testament. It says, he who has an ear, let him hear. How many have heard that before? He who has an ear, let him hear. Jesus said it over and over and over and over and over again. Every time he said a parable, he said, he who has an ear, let him hear. How many know there's a big difference this morning between hearing and listening? Amen? There's probably lots of uh, corporate companies, and if you work for a company or have, you've probably been to some kind of seminar, some kind of conference where they've taught you how to listen. Amen? And it's, there's a big difference in our walk with God between hearing God's Word and really listening to God's Word. Hearing God's voice and really listening to God's voice. And I think that that picture right there in that video, I couldn't have explained it better than that minute and a half is how we are and I'm not wasn't picking on a woman. Amen. It's that goes men and women. But we go through the day and we're we're praying for something. We're we're needing an answer from God. God, where are you and what do I do in this situation and how, you know what do I need to do with my job and what do I how do I fix this problem with my kids or whatever it is that you're doing and we begin to consciously in a way think about God. But during the day we don't ever stop to actually talk to him. And we go through our day just like that video, and at the end of the day, we say, God, where are you? How come I haven't heard your voice? And when we're so busy doing all those things all day long, God's just waiting for one moment for like, for like uh, Dwayne said at prayer for us to look up and listen. Amen. For us to actually pay attention. How many know God will speak if we'll listen? And today you might need an answer for your marriage, you might need an answer for your job, you might need an answer for your career, for your kids, for your finances, whatever it is you need, but I want to ask you the question, are you listening this morning? So in Matthew 13, we're going to look at a parable that many of you have heard before. But how many know it doesn't matter how many times we've heard something if we haven't really listened to it? Amen? Amen? So as you're taking notes and we get into this, write these four kinds of listeners down real quick. There's four kinds of listeners, says God. And I believe God, amen? I still believe God is the ultimate authority and his word is the ultimate authority on any question that I have about life. And it says in Matthew 13, these four kinds of listeners. It says, number one, the hard-hearted listener. The hard-hearted listener, number one, amen? If you're taking notes, hard-hearted. Number two, the shallow hearted listener. So as we're talking about these four listeners, they're all listening. But there's a connection between their ears and their hearts. Amen. So the number one is a hard hearted listener. They're hearing, but the heart's hard. Second one is they're a shallow hearted listener. They're listening, but, it's, but they're, it's shallow. They're barely paying attention. The third one, we kind of relate to the video we just saw. The cluttered heart listener. There's so much going on. You, you know, you're listening, but you're not getting anything. Because it's so busy and so crazy. And then the fourth one is the one by the time this service is over and we walk out after the altar call, I believe we are and hope we all are, is the good-hearted listener. Amen? Now we're going to read this in the scriptures real quick in Matthew 13 if you're there. And before we read this, I want to say a quote that many of us have heard before, and it's a, it's a fact. We have two ears and one mouth. So we should listen twice as much as we talk. Amen. Now if it had been some of us to think it's the other way around. We've got two mouths and one ear. Amen. But that's not how it is and I don't think it's a coincidence or just a metaphor or something that sounds good for a message to say that. We do have two ears and we do have one mouth. Amen. I think that God does want us to listen more than we hear. And right before I read this I want to say something that uh, help us get a little more prepared for this. I mentioned on, uh, I can't remember if it was Wednesday or Sunday, about um, love and hugs and your children and paying attention. And it wasn't just for children. How many know we'd have a better re- relationship with our spouses and our kids and even in our friends in church if we would learn to be better listeners? How many know that especially with kids? How many parents do I have here? Let me talk to the parents just for a second. How many know, I mean, we've got parents here that have their kids grown up already. And we've got parents here like Robinson and Shefa that have their babies very small. We can all learn from this. When, when, and if you're, they're older, it's not too late, but it's later than when they're younger, that's for sure. But when, you're, when your kids are young and they're talking and you pay attention to them on the little things, when they get older and they need to talk about the big things, they'll talk to you about those too. Because to a kid, whether they're little or they're big what they're talking about turn the monitors off please if they're little or they're big what they're talking about to them is very important can you say amen it doesn't matter if it's iron man it doesn't matter if it's a cartoon it doesn't matter if they're my head hurts whatever it is if they're talking about something and you're paying attention to them that it's important to them because when you're small everything seems big amen and so as parents, if we'll listen and pay attention, we'll be amazed at what happens. Some of you might have seen this video. It's a short video on the internet. It's passing around like crazy. I think it has like 15 million views. And it's very powerful. Because I really believe in the power of parents, but even more so in the power of the father being in the house. Can you say amen? And there's this, some of you might have seen this, but I, and I could have showed it, but I want to explain it. There's this boy, he's on one of those talk shows, I think it's Jenny Jones or something. And he's got, they've got this drill instructor that's come in to talk to this boy. How many have seen or heard of the show called Scared Straight? Okay, and they take kids into prison and they scare them and they show them what prison is going to be like so that they won't want to go there. So this is kind of similar and this mom is having major, major problems with her child. She cannot get him to listen. She cannot get him to, 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 to uh, do anything right. He's just a super serious problem child. And it just shows real quickly on this video. The boy's standing there. The mom's sitting in a chair. The drill instructor comes in. He's got his hat on. He's got his gun. I mean, he looks mean. He's got his stick. And he's, he's basically, the idea is for him to scare that boy so much that he doesn't want to be bad no more. And so they show just a small clip. And the, the man, the boy starts talking to him. The man starts, I mean, he's yelling at him. The boy's just staring at him. He's screaming at him. He's yelling. He's, he's trying to scare him. And he says, hey, you're only 10 years old. And when you're, you're not going to be an adult for eight more years. I mean, he's yelling at him. And all of a sudden, he says, he says, would you like me to be your daddy for the next eight years? I mean, he's screaming at him. And all of a sudden, as he's screaming and the crowd's listening, that boy says, yes, sir. And the guy stops. And he goes, what would you say? He said, yes, sir. See, that man was listening to what that boy was saying. And he said, you you want me to be your dad for the next eight years? He said, yes, sir. He said, why do you want me to be your dad? And he starts crying. That boy starts crying. He says, because I don't have a dad. And it broke that drill sergeant down. And he couldn't finish what he was doing. He couldn't keep doing the drill instructing. He grabbed that boy and hugged him. And they walked off stage and talk more in the back. Can you see what happens when you listen? That guy could have been so caught up in doing what he was supposed to do as a drill instructor that he could have missed that that boy said, yes, sir, I would love for you to be my dad, but it broke him, and that goes both ways. It goes both ways. Amen? I think a lot of times our kids and our people around us, they're screaming out to us, wanting attention. And if we'll give them that attention, So we're so busy with work, we're so busy with school, we're so busy with our hobbies, we're so busy with life that sometimes our kids at a young age are crying out to us, pay attention to me. Pay attention to me amen pay attention to me what what, what if God forbid some kid uh, had told his parents that sometime I'm going to kill myself I'm going to take my life tonight in all this craziness and madness and the parents weren't paying attention I'll never forget another story that comes to my mind and, and like I said'm I'm not I'm not condemning anybody here or picking on us this is just so important amen that we're listening and paying attention to what people are saying that how many know you don't always have to speak for those words to happen, amen? Listening can sometimes be action. And I'll never forget a story some of you've heard me tell, and I didn't have this in my notes, but I'm thinking about it, about a a girl who, when she was about 15 or 16 years old, needed that affirmation from her father, that he loved her. And she comes down from upstairs, she had put makeup on and was all dressed up, and she was gonna go to her first dance at school. Might have been a prom. And she's coming down the stairs and her, her dad is reading the newspaper. He's busy. He's, he's reading his newspaper. It's his time. She walks down the stairs and gets in front of him and says, Daddy, how do I look? And the dad didn't even drop the newspaper. He said, you look you look fine. Didn't even look at her. And because she, he didn't look at her, the story goes on to sell. It's a true story. That girl goes, goes to prom that night, gives up her virginity, and starts a course of twenty years of prostitution. Because of that one night and she tells her story, all I needed was my dad to listen to me. He I could have said anything in the world, he would have said, Fine, he wasn't even paying attention to me. If that man would have dropped the newspaper and looked at his daughter, gave her the affirmation she needed, listened to her dad listened to his daughter, he would have saved her from twenty years of prostitution. How I many know it's important to listen? So look at Matthew 13, verse 18. You've heard this parable many, many times, and it says, therefore, hear the parable of the sower. And I think a lot of times, how many have heard the parable of the sower? We think of the seeds going in the ground. A lot of times we think of this as something where we focus on the seed, we focus on the part of putting the seed in the ground, and a lot of times um, that we think of the word of God goes and it's and, it, and it's planted, and we're we're focusing more on the seed than the other side, which is the hearing. Okay, and so he says in 18 or 19, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. Now, if you're reading that, I want to explain something to you. When when it says, and does not understand it, that doesn't mean that they really don't understand it. It means that they don't want to. It means that they're hearing, but they're not listening. Amen? Amen? We all go through this. We all talk about this. There, there's another one of those uh, skits that the skit guys do. And they're standing at this uh, water, water uh, machine like we have by the front door, back door. And they, they're coming in on a break at work. And they're fighting. you know, arguing, Oh, no, you take the cup first. No, you take it. And they finally get it. And it shows the next scene, And they're drinking their water. And the one guy starts to tell a story. And as he starts to tell the story, they show the other guy, and he just starts to daydream, and then they show the other guy going blah, 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 blah. And he's just talking and talking. And somewhere in there, he mentions that his in this story that his grandpa had died. And so that goes to the other side and he starts telling his story. And the guy that told the story about the grandpa, he starts listening, and he starts daydreaming. He starts thinking about bacon. And how good bacon smells and how good bacon tastes. And he's just somewhere else while the other guys in the show on the video, blah, 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 blah. Come on, how many of you know we're like that? How many of have ever been talking to somebody and you're looking at them and you know they're looking at you, but they are not listening? Come on. <laughs> they are lo- looking, but they are not listening. And you feel like at any moment you could just throw, throw a little word in there and they wouldn't even catch it. Amen? And they just keep going back and forth till at the end, the guy who first started daydreaming said something, heard another part of his grandpa's story. Oh, man. He says, your grandpa's a keeper. You should keep him around. And missed totally at the beginning that his grandpa had died. Ended the conversation. How many times are we guilty of that? And if we're guilty of that with each other, how how much more guilty of that could we be many times with God? Where we're doing things just to do them. It says, he who hears the word of 19, verse 19, hears the word of the king and does not understand it. That means he who does not listen. Make a a connection this morning between hearing and listening. Okay? Verse 20. But he who received the seed. So verse 19, sorry, "is, is the one who's got the shallow heart. Okay? Verse 20. But he who receives the seed on stony places. This is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy yet he has no root in himself but endures only for a while for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word immediately he stumbles. Now, he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word. Watch this, and understands it, or listens. He who indeed bears fruit, sorry, he he indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundred, sixty, and some thirty. How many want to produce fruit in your lives this morning? Amen. Understand the difference between hearing and listening. We all hear. You come, how many times do you come to church and hear a message? And by the time Sunday night comes, you don't remember any of it. And you, it might have been a, a message that really touched you at the moment. It might have brought you to the altar in tears. It might've, you might have really made some powerful decisions. But by the time Sunday evening comes or Monday morning comes, you, don't forget, you forgot exactly totally what happened. What was it you said? So you heard but you weren't really listening because if you were listening this parable shows us fruit would come out of it if you don't know this morning am I really listening or or am I just hearing then you need to stop and look at your life and see if you're bearing fruit because if you're bearing fruit then that shows that you are listening because it's one thing to hear and it's another thing to listen listening is okay hearing is just hearing a noise Okay? Our our eardrums hear noise, and we can pick up noises over here, noises over there, and train can go by, a little bit of the heat on, fan moving, we can hear shuffling around us, we can hear all those different things, but we choose what we listen to. So listening is a focus those who get the most out of a church service or a word from the Bible are those who choose to come in and focus on the Word of God. Because we are easily distracted. It doesn't take much for us to lose focus. So we have to make a decision. I'm not just going to listen or hear the Word of God. I'm going to listen to the Word of God. I'm not just going to come to church, but I'm going to get something out of it. Amen. So, if it's not a hearing problem that we're having, it's a listening problem. I want to show you uh, another story in the Bible, in James, another verse in James chapter 1, if you'd go there, but I want to give you another quick example. How many remember Theodore Roosevelt, FDR, Franklin Roosevelt? He was a president back in the 40s, I think, somewhere around there, and, and he obviously was a very important person, and people would come to the White House all the time and wanted to meet him. And this is a true story. And these lines would be uh, lined up, people would be lined up in lines. Now you, you'd think that the people in the lines would be the ones paying attention more than the person who has to shake a thousand hands. But Franklin D. Roosevelt tells the story that a bunch of people probably hundreds of people one day were at the White House and they were lined up and they wanted to shake his hand and they wanted to say hi to him and people begin to come through and they're shaking his hand, they're smiling and they're saying all this stuff and they're realizing that they're not really paying attention to anything he's saying and they could really care less to anything he's saying they just want to shake his hand and say they shook the hand of the president. So after a while he starts realizing nobody's really listening to me so I'm going to try an experiment. Next time this happens So next time they brought a group of people in he began to shake their hands and as they shook his hands he said, I murdered my grandmother this morning. Every person that would come through the line he said, I murdered my grandmother this morning. Every person he'd say that to and people would respond back like oh, God bless you, sir. Oh, marvelous. Keep up the good work, sir. Oh, good work, sir. Through the whole line. He's telling them I murdered my grandmother this morning. Until finally a, a foreign ambassador comes and hears him and heard that word and just all of a sudden leaned back over and said, I'm sure she had it coming. <laughs> True story. Have you ever felt like that? You ever felt like you could just interject something to somebody and they wouldn't even notice that you said it? Because they're not really listening. They're just hearing. Amen. Now, I'm not going to lie, church, there are some people that, you know, they can talk a lot. And sometimes you do have to act like you're listening, amen? There are some people who can really, as the saying goes, talk your ear off. But even if that's the case, as believers, we should try our best to, to listen. Because even that person who can talk your ear off and talk a lot has something to say. And it means something to them. Amen. We have to be careful that we don't miss out on what they might be trying to say to us. So what makes us a good listener? I I believe everybody here wants to be a good listener. We don't just want to be hearers. James tells us, chapter 1, verse 22. Read this with me. He says, be doers of the word. Not just hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Now stop there for a second before we read on and think about that. How many believe and would be honest to admit, and hopefully we're not there, but would realize it's a a possibility that we could come to church every week, come to services, hear messages, go through the motions as Christians, and be very good hearers, but never do anything with the word of God? How many would just be honest that that's a very, very good possibility? And if if it wasn't, James wouldn't have wrote it in the Bible. There must have been a problem then, there is a problem now, and it's not just in our spiritual walks, it's in all all of our walks of life, we have to focus on what's important. We have to be doers of the word of God. What good does it do if we are always hearing and listen? I am not picking on anybody. I don't have anybody in mind, but we all think of things while these messages go on, anyways. How many of those you've seen that person or heard that person or thought of that person? That man, it's always Hallelujah, Amen. But you don't ever see him doing the word of God. You just see him Amen in a lot, Amen, and Amen is good, and I like it when you Amen, 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 Amen. But God says, don't just be a hearer. Don't just listen to the word of God. Put it into practice. Do what the word of God says. For 23 says, so he says, you're deceiving yourself. 23 says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, watch this, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. He looks at himself and then goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. And that goes again, church, to coming to church and listening to a message and then doing something about it today, but then not following up on it tomorrow. This is the reason why so many, I believe, believers don't finish, they don't make it to the end because we're good at the moment. We're good at the moments we're, we're we're good at making a decision with feelings involved and emotions, but then when the real trial comes, isn't that what the parable was telling us about when the real trial comes, when the sun comes down and burns on our head, when the when the weeds come around and choke us, we lose track and we forget what it was that the mirror was telling us that we needed to change. but if we' listen, if we'll be open to the Holy Spirit and we'll listen. God remind us again, hey, remember what you told me at the altar? Remember that decision you made that you did for one day? Remember that thing you told me you were going to change that you changed once? Oh, I'm not getting any amens there. I know now. It's a, this is falling on deaf ears. Amen. We're good at making those, those decisions at the altar. So some people say, well, that's why I never go to the altar. So I don't want to make those decisions. Well, you're wrong there too. Amen. But how many have done that? Amen. Let me be honest and say I came down. And I ch- oh God, I'm going to change my life. Oh God, I'm going to start doing this. God, I'm going to start doing that. Two or three days later, back to life. Back to the same old thing. He says that. He says, Hey, I know. I know what it is. But it's in the Bible. He says you're going to the mirror. The mirror is telling you you need to do this, and you're saying, Okay, this needs to change, and you walk away and you forget. You forget immediately. That's why, church, we need to be listening to the word of God more than Sunday morning. We need to be listening to the word of God every day. We need to be at every church service we can be at. We need to be in the word every time we get an opportunity. We need to be praying and speaking to God every moment we get because this world will choke the life out of you. And we are in an interesting time because we're in the greatest time of, of the history of the world because we're so close to the rapture and end times and the excitement of revival and all these things but we're also in the most dangerous time because we have the most things to occupy us amen is that true or not back in the 1800s they'd get home from work wasn't a whole lot to do it wasn't a TV to watch there wasn't a phone to play games on. There wasn't a Facebook to look at. There wasn't a WhatsApp to chat on. There wasn't no radio to listen to. They just had each other. So they didn't have as many distractions as we do today. That are trying to choke out the word of God. And we have to be people of focus. We have to be people that say, there's a time for play, there's a time for prayer, there's a time for the word, there's a time for this, there's a, we have to be people who focus, and when it's God's time, which should be more than not, I focus on the word of God. I focus on why I'm here. I'm not just going to go to, and we have a hard time sometimes giving two hours to God. We have a hard time focusing on the word and worship and praise and saying, hey, I'm not going to let the world come into my world with God. I'm going to give him a little time. So he goes away and immediately forgets. Verse 25. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, listen, here's the key, underline it, and continues in it, is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. But guess what? God has a promise here. This one will be blessed in what he does. I, I, I don't even have to ask you if you want to be blessed. That's an easy question. Everybody wants to be blessed. Everybody wants to have the favor of God. But he says here that those that are going to be blessed are those who are going to understand. I hear a word, I apply it. God speaks, I listen. I don't just hear, I listen. And I say, God, I, I can't do this on my own, but help me, amen. amen. It's, 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 it's one of the reasons, again, and I know I beat a lot of dead horses, but man, hey, you have to beat them sometimes. It's why I'm so adamant about you taking notes and writing down what you hear because I don't know about you, if I don't write it down, I'm gonna forget. I have to remind myself things all the time. During the week when God speaks to me and says, speak on this. I can't go, okay, God, I got that. I got to send myself a text. Because I will forget a half an hour later. Amen. I don't know if there's anybody else in here like that. But you have to remind yourself. You have to send yourself notes. You have to go back and look at these things over again. I'm not going to say who it was, but it blessed me. Someone this week said they had listened to the revival and they had gone back and listened to one sermon like four times. It blessed them so much that they went back and listened to it four times. That's hunger for the word of God. That's saying God. I mean, you know, how many know if you go back and listen to a message later that's on the podcast or on the website, you might get something totally different the second time. It's the same word, but it's it's a living word. And it might bless you that day. It's different than it blessed you the first time. Repetitiveness is important. And that's why we do what we do. That's why we ingrain in you. Read the word and pray. Because he says here in this promise, he says, he who continues in it. If you try something once and it doesn't work and you give up, you're never going to see if it works. You got to keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. Listen to this. Most people don't listen with the intent to understand. You know how they Listen. They listen with the intent to reply. Let that soak in. Most people don't listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. That, that Not only should we not be like that with each other, we should really not be like that with God. God's word does not need a response. Come on. God's word does not need a response unless it's yes, sir. Unless it's amen, so be it. Amen. The word amen is in the Bible a lot. God is, that's his exclamation point. So be it. God does not need a response. He needs us to respond. But not to the word back at him and and give him an answer. He needs us to respond with our lives, with action action speaks louder than words. So in the book of Revelations, think about this. I said in the, in the Gospels, Jesus always started a parable and said a parable of he who has ears to, to hear. Listen, in the book of Revelations, if you've read, ever read the first couple chapters, which is the last chapters to the church, which is us, before the rapture, before the tribulation starts, he speaks to the seven churches. And every time he speaks to them, he ends by saying he who has an ear Let him hear. How many know if God is saying that? He is saying, pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention to my words. Amen. Listen, I want to tell you something, church. When we stand before God in the name of Jesus, all of us in the right judgment, on the judgment seat of Christ, praise God. Nobody in the name of Jesus here is going to be on that. Great white throne judgment. When we stand before God, we're going to be there because we listen to his word. And the ones who aren't there are going to be the ones who didn't listen to his word. Now notice I didn't say hear his word. How many people do you know in your world that have heard the word over and over and over and over and over again, but they are not listeners. They hear and hear and hear, but they are not doers. Doers. And God says, I need you to be a doer, not just a hearer. Amen? Let's close this morning with a story. Actually, sorry. Let me take you one more verse before I close with a story in the Bible. First Corinthians chapter 2. How many want to know what the key is this morning to this? I have a key. I have a key. And this is very important. If you haven't been listening till now, listen here. Amen. If you've just been hearing me, listen now. Because this is the key to why we can't hear many times. This is very important. very, very. Have you ever wondered why people you tell about Jesus don't listen? Have you ever wondered that? I mean there's many reasons and you could say well they're hard hearted and they're, they're one of those people in the parable of the sower but there's a real real reason that's the answer to this and it's what we have to make sure we major in. How many know majoring in the minors is very important? It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 if you're there Verse 10, read this with me. I'm going to read a few verses. I'm going to show you what the key is to listening. But God, verse 10, has revealed them to us through what? Through his spirit. Write that down in bold letters in your notes. Spirit. Spirit of God. Flesh cannot be involved in God's word If you're going to be a listener, any flesh, listen to this flesh hears the word of God. Somebody get this. Flesh hears the word of God, spirit listens. Let me come over to this side and make sure you got that. Flesh hears the word of God, spirit listens. There's a big difference. You can quote a scripture to somebody that is flesh and it will go in one ear and right out the other. But when you quote a scripture to spirit, it goes one in, in one ear and goes down into the heart. It doesn't go out the other ear. And he says here in this, in this verse here, he says, For the spirit, verse 10, searches all things. Yes, the deep things of god you say oh god i don't understand the deep things ask the holy spirit for him sorry sorry verse 11 for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him even so no one knows the things of god except what the spirit of god now we have received not the spirit of the world that would be flesh we've received the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Stop there for a second before I finish a few more verses. How many have noticed this in your life? Every single one of us here was a non-believer before we became a believer. Nobody in here was born a Christian. So whether you're you were young when you got saved, or you were older when you got saved. You understand this. You heard the word. Of, think back to when you heard the word of God before you were saved. It didn't mean anything to you. Had another really good friend tell me not too long ago. Man, before when I would listen to the word of God, it, and I would and, and, you know there was a, there was an intent, there was a desire, there was a searching, but it was still flesh. He didn't say this, but I'm breaking this down. And he, he was he was telling me. I, I would listen, but I wasn't getting it. But now I listen, and I get it. It's because now the spirit is working. Before it was the flesh. You try to do things in the flesh. You try to, how do I, how do, I do it in the flesh? That means you're trying to live in the world and live with God. You can't do both. But listen, look at the difference now. When you, read a, when you read a scripture or a verse and you hear it, and, and think about how much more even so the Word of God comes to life when you've spent some time in prayer. When you have shut some other things out and made God important during the week, just just ask yourself that question, please. look at your life in a week, span. Do, it, do an experiment. This week, do an experiment. If this last week you didn't read, you didn't pray, you didn't seek God, you didn't turn the TV off sometime and just listen, you didn't turn the radio off sometime when you're driving, and just listen and just pray and just seek God. If you didn't do that, do that this week. And watch how different you feel, how much different the Word speaks to you, how much different things happen. Do an experiment. Try it for yourself if you don't believe me, because the more we walk in the Spirit, the more we truly listen. The more we walk in the flesh, the more we hear. We're still going to hear it. You're at church, you're going to hear it. You're a believer, you're going to hear it. It's going to be around you, it's going to surround you, but are you listening is the key. How many are still with me? So he says in verse 13, These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual but the natural this is the key but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of god for they are foolishness to him nor can we know because they're spiritually discerned but he who is spiritual judges all things he himself is rightly judged by no one for Who has known the mind of Christ, sorry, the mind, verse 16, of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Amen. Spirit. The Spirit has got to defeat the flesh. The key to listening is focusing on the things of God. Focusing on the Spirit of God. Focusing on things that edify you ask yourself the question during the week, what things do you do that don't edify God? Those times, you might even say, even if it wasn't a bad thing, those times are times that are taking away from the listening to God. We say, oh, God doesn't, God, I feel like God's not talking to me. Let's just like that video. How much time did you give him to talk? How much time did you take to listen? Now, I know that God doesn't speak every day, all day, 24 hours a day. He's not just blabbing and blabbing and blabbing. He, he picks times. But if we'd be surprised he talked talk to us more if we'd make time to listen. If we'd seek his face. But how many know after reading this, the key is the spirit? We've got to walk in the spirit. If I'm in the flesh, I'm not going to understand. You could be here every service. You could be here five days a week. You could be here for three hours at a time. But if you're walking in the flesh, this is going to bounce right off of you. And you're going to be nothing but a hearer of the word of God instead of a doer. But God wants us to listen. Let's end with one story in 1 Samuel chapter 3. If you'll go there real quick, back to the Old Testament. And while you're getting there, you know, we've been talking a lot, church, a lot. In these last few months about end times. Where we're at in scripture. And everyone here, listen, on an individual basis. Including my own family, your family, everybody, everybody on an individual basis. Knows if they're paying attention or not. Amen. We know, you know. But no one's going to be without excuse because the scriptures are speaking to us. They're talking to us. We got to be careful in these last days not to be so busy that we don't listen, that we don't see, that we don't hear what God is saying. Amen. We can't be that way because the warning from God was as in the days of Noah, they were busy eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage means life was going on like normal. Amen. We have to be listening all the time. God wants to show us things. He is showing us things. You know, if, if people miss out on what the Bible says, it's going to be their own fault. Now, if a, if a pastor in a church is preaching false doctrine and they're hearing it and they don't know any better, then that, you know that's going to be the pastor. And I have to point the finger at the pastor, even though it still be without excuse. Because they got to read the word for themselves. But if you're in a church that's preaching the truth and preaching the gospel and you don't want to listen, I can't be responsible for that. It's like you can't be responsible for what I listen to. We are all responsible personally for our walk with God. And you've got to get your kids to listen. You've got to pray for them. You can't make them listen, but you can pray for them. You can't change your spouse, but you can pray for them. Amen. You, can, you can't change anybody, but you say, God, Hit them with the Spirit. Surround them with the Spirit, amen? So that they'll listen and not just hear. I I thought about this this week in 1 Samuel chapter 3. Look at this with me, verse 1. Here's a perfect example about the boy Samuel. Verse 1, now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. Now this is important because it says he's ministering to the Lord. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. And I've got underlined, there was no widespread revelation. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place, he was in the temple, when his eyes had begun to grow so dim, like some of you here from sleep, from that one hour. It's amazing what that one hour can do mentally when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was and while Samuel was lying down the Lord called Samuel and he said here I am now he heard and he answered so he ran to Eli and said here I am for you called me He said, I did not call you. Lie down again. And he went and laid down. Verse six, the Lord called again. Samuel. So Samuel rose and went to Eli again. I'm here, Lord. You called me. He answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Verse seven. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. For nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. Underline that. Want to know a fact? A fact? There's a lot of people in church. In church. To do not know the Lord. Because they're hearers. And not listeners. Come on. I'm not saying that judgmentally to condemn. It's a fact. This boy was in the temple. And the reason he was in the temple Now this is good, it's because his mom was Hannah. And many of you will remember that when we dedicate a child, we, we talk about her, that she prayed for that boy. And she said, if you'll give me a son, I'll dedicate him to you. And we use that as an example for when we dedicate babies. And so back then at that time, from when he was a very young boy, she just placed him in the temple. She dedicated him to the service of the Lord. He's at an age he doesn't even understand yet. This might be where some people talk about that age of accountability. He's there, but he don't understand yet. And, and if that's the case in a believer where they're there, but they don't understand yet, then God's working on them. But I'm talking about people who religiously go to church and they're there physically, but they're not there spiritually. And they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. And I don't want you to be one of those people that sits in church every week. And hears the word of God every week. But doesn't ever listen. Can somebody say amen? Amen. So verse 8. And the Lord called again. Third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. See, he's hearing, but he's not listening. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Now Eli says, Okay, I know what's going on here. God's trying to get your attention. And you're hearing, but you're not listening so he says verse 9 therefore Eli said to Samuel go lie down and it shall be if he calls you this is important if he calls you you must say speak Lord for your servant hears or speak Lord for your servant is now listening how many times is God calling us and calling us and calling us and we hear but we're not listening. We hear, but our spirit is not at a place to respond. And now he says, next time it happens, speak. So verse 10, Lord came and stood and called as at other times. I bet you he didn't say his name any different. Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered. This time he said, speak for your servant hears. That's the key this morning as the musicians come. When you hear the word of the Lord speak, you hear the word of the Lord in your ears. You say, Lord, I want to listen. I'm listening, Lord. And you have to open your heart up and say, God, speak. How many know that God can speak, but if you don't want to hear, you're not going to hear? How many people deny, or not even, the that deny is not even the right word, uh, run from for example the call of God on their lives not just being saved because once you get saved God's not done God didn't save you just to save you he saved you so you could save others so once you get saved and here's, here's where maybe a lot of us are this morning maybe you're at that place where you heard now you're listening But God's wanting to speak more. He's wanting to say more. And you need to be the person that says, Lord, speak. I'm listening. I'm not going to hear anymore. I'm going to listen. I'm not just going to be here. I'm going to be a doer. One of of my good friends, I was listening to his message this week. Pastor Mario at the home church was sharing in one of his messages that very thing. He said, I ran from the call of God for a long time and I saw it I knew him when he was running from it I didn't meet Pastor Mario when he got saved but I knew him when he was running from the call because I was one of the people that told him for a long time God's calling you and he was hearing it but he wasn't listening how many are listening this morning he'd hear it all the time but he wasn't listening one day his spirit decided to listen and he said speak and God said the same thing he'd been saying for years but this time he was listening he said speak Lord and I use that example because it's a pretty cool example because because he listened because he listened this church exists today because he took our church so we could come here because he answered the call of God he went to the mission field he took over our church in Costa Rica so we could come start this one see how the listening of your life affects the lives of others now somebody else would have taken that place but you gotta understand destinies are changed through our decisions your decisions can affect other people's lives so we gotta be focused and Even so more now than ever before. There's so much noise. So many voices. So many TV shows. So many apps on the phone. So many games. So many things that will pull us away. So many distractions. We've got to listen like never before to what God's trying to tell us. Father, we thank you for your word this morning.